0: how can I support you? How can I help you? Right? Like, I think ultimately that's what we're all here for is to connect and work together to help each other be better and feel more love and understand each other.
1: Hello. Hello. And welcome back to the Whole Heart of Glow podcast. I'm really excited because today I am sharing an episode with you that is very near and dear to my heart. Speaking with a fellow podcaster, yoga instructor, and I would say all around badass, badass, who also lives her life in a very conscious way, which is why I really wanted to have her on the show. Anastasia is with us today. So we're going to chat about a few different things, really getting into this idea of like, what is our journey in life? How can we be flexible to what that journey is? And how yoga has really changed her life. And for me, I feel like I've been practicing for so long, but my journey has really evolved. Like There are some times when I'm not practicing at all, and I'm just like the mats hanging in my room, and I'm not doing anything. And there are some times where I'm practicing very actively, and seeing the way that affects my mental health has been very inspiring to me. So I really wanted to have someone on that resonates with the mind-body connections But before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share with you an offering that I'm really excited about sharing because it comes from my heart. It feels really aligned for me. And I know personally when I took a more comprehensive approach to my own wellness, to my own mental health, and to my own exercise programming, I just saw such better results. And so I'm really excited to share the Comprehensive Coaching Program with Wholehearted Glow. So what we're doing with this program is we're pairing you with a personal trainer. I have a team now that I'm working with of very qualified trainers that are all certified in kettlebells and high-intensity interval training, as well as yoga and more mobility-based modalities as well. So what we do is we pair you with one of those qualified trainers. And then in addition to that, we also take a look at your life from a bigger bird's eye view. So we look at your nutrition, what you're eating, what you're not eating. We look at your sleep. We look at your rest and recovery. And then, of course, we look at your exercise programming as a whole. So what this does is it gives you an opportunity to feel like your entire wellness journey is being monitored, being held accountable for, and you're able to talk in depth about different parts of your life that might be working, that might not be working. And this is really important because it allows you to feel like you're getting that comprehensive approach. And so I'm really excited to share this program with you. I've seen a lot of results with my clients and personally seen a lot more results when I looked at my health and wellness from this perspective. So in addition to personal training, you're also able to book coaching sessions with myself or with one of my qualified coaches. Um, so I'm really excited about that. If you have any questions or you would like to learn more, just head over to wholeheartedglowcoaching.com or find me on Instagram and send me a DM at Coaching on Instagram. Okay, enjoy today's episode and we will talk soon without further ado, we're going to bring Anastasia in. Anastasia, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you today. So I'm doing well.
1: How are you? I'm good. I just got back from a trip to Indian Creek, which is in Utah. So I was in the desert all weekend, pretty much off the grid, and it was much needed. Honestly, though, it sounds epic. I think we all can
0: benefit from trips where we're just kind of more focused and aware of who we are and ourselves rather than our phones and everything else that's going on in the world.
1: Yeah. And like who society tells us to be. Cause I feel like my phone and all of my business and all my virtual stuff like has this identity. So then when I'm able to strip that away, it's like, whoa, okay, it's just Blaze staring at Blaze. And what does that mean? So I totally feel that because
0: this year I kind of went off the grid Hmm. from social media and um I was recently talking to a friend about it and he was like yeah you just completely disappeared and you know what happened to you and I think that a lot of people equate that to like something negative happening to you and for me it was quite the opposite of an experience because you know at that point I just felt like I kind of had hit a wall. And I always felt, and I'm sure you can agree with this, like for us entrepreneurs, especially in the fitness and wellness world, in order to even, you know, get clients or just be quote unquote relevant, you need to show up in that space. Yes. And in that point, I felt kind of just like worn out and I didn't know how I wanted to show up. And I had this feeling of, Like, this wasn't fun for me anymore. I um, didn't want to do it. And I said, you know what? F that. I'm not going to show up just because I feel like I have to. And a big part of my life always centered around, like, feeling validated. And I'm sure so many
1: people can feel that way. Oh, 100%.
0: You know, like, social media is the biggest. And people talk about this all the time. It's like, look at all the amazing parts of my life right and they don't show the points where they're not really feeling their best and it felt so good to not post and I felt like for the first time in my life I really didn't need the validation I didn't care what people thought and I just took that time for me and it was honestly so authentic and so like so nurturing for me to just do what my soul felt like I needed to do and not punish myself because I felt like I needed to show up in that space. So it was really, really good. And now I'm at a point where I'm again, like reevaluating my priorities and my brand and how I want to show up in the space. And I posted a really silly story yesterday about, um, I was walking to, I was walking from dinner with my girlfriend and we saw like a family and just, random people from the community chasing after baby ducks in the streets. And Mm -hmm. I had seen the mother before. So I was like, I know where she is. Let's go find her, you know? And then I was like questioning it. I'm like, what are people going to think? I'm chasing ducks on the street. (laughs) And in the morning I saw a video about a woman who's saying, you know, like we're only showing our highlight reels and how it's a way of feeling that validation. And I thought to myself, Like, I don't care. I mean, I had a good time. Is it the way that I want to show up as my brand? I'm not sure. But was it an authentic experience? Yes. Hopefully it'll bring some smiles to people. And, you know, like, you don't have to think so, so deep into it.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think that for anyone listening that can resonate, whether You know, whether you're in the wellness space and you're an entrepreneur and you feel like you constantly have to be on Instagram, or if you're like on the opposing spectrum of that where you feel like you constantly have to be taking in the content, I feel like I struggle with both. I think it's really great that you were able to step back and evaluate it because the reality is. Like the real people in your business and in your life, they're not going to care whether you're on social media or not. Like my clients are still going to be there, whether I'm posting or not. And I think it's almost this misnomer that I've told myself that, like, same as you, I have to show up, I have to be in the space. And then that's when it stops becoming authentic and it starts feeling like this chore. And so I think that it's great that you were able to take that time and yeah, that's a really good springboard for what we're going to chat about today. So let's talk about your journey as a yoga instructor. You know that these days everyone's a yoga instructor, right? <laughs> like I have my 200 hour, You've, I think you, are you 200 or 500? Um, so I initially took my 200, but I have done
0: numerous trainings since. I haven't really cool. applied them to the yoga alliance because in my opinion, it's like bullshit. I but, agree. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love doing continual trainings or continuous.
1: Yeah. Cool. So yeah, tell us about your journey as a yoga instructor and what led you there and how it's been a unique experience for you, right? Because there are only so many postures within the yoga world and so many sequences, but everyone's journey is so unique. And that's what I'm really interested to hear about today. Yeah.
0: This story is... Very near and dear to my heart because I grew up with scoliosis. I was made aware of it when I was 11 years old in those checkups at school that they do or they tell you to bend over and then they run their fingers down your spine.
1: Okay, trauma. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh, you have scoliosis. You might want to check that out. <laughs> but, you know, it just kind of got progressively worse, because I think when you are starting to develop as a woman, and you're going through those years, it gets even worse. Like those are the times where you're developing, you know, at a faster pace. And I was made aware of it. And then I went to a bunch of doctors, and they all gave different advice, but it just didn't seem right. Like one doctor told me to wear a cask, but the things he said were like, "You, you know, it won't get worse and it won't get better. You're just going to be stuck in in this cast for basically 20 hours a day. Yeah. And your body won't be able to develop normally. And it's, it's meant to prevent further um, curve. And, you know, I did a bunch of x-rays and nothing really ever stuck, you know? And by the time I was 15, I hated my body. My curve was so deep that I was a few degrees away from actually qualifying for surgery. Wow. And it was not just one curve, but it was multiple curves all throughout my spine. And I remember feeling not very supported. And I remember thinking, I hate my body. I would look in the mirror and I would self soothe by me, but doing mirror work where I would look at myself and I would touch my body and I would say, it's okay. Ugh. It's going to get better. We're going to get through this. And I remember this so vividly because I think, you know, when you're young, especially you're so impressionable. And I just, I truly hated looking at my body. I hated, and you know, not even talking about the pain, but I found a doctor I was going to these treatments and these chiropractic offices where they were saying it could potentially help, but it could just go back to the way it is. And it just was very unclear. And I finally found a doctor who said, you can do yoga, you can do Pilates or you can do swimming and um, those should help you. And, you know, I had no idea what he was talking about, but swimming, for me at that time, wasn't really an option, even though I live in Miami, Florida, where there's a pool in every single condo. I remember thinking to myself, I have really long hair. I don't want to get it wet every day. I don't <laughs> want to wear a, a, hair a cap swim cap whatever. I'm not going to do it. I tried to do some reformer Pilates classes, um, and that was great for core activation, yes. but ultimately, it was really expensive, and I just didn't have the support of that time to continue that. So I remember I started looking at yoga classes online to see how I could get started and started doing very beginner classes just because, you know, I had no idea what was happening and how to do this. And I remember thinking to myself, God, this is so boring. I I hate it. Like, this is so boring. But I remember that the pain subsided right away like i felt better in my better in my back and so i said okay i'm going to continue doing this because this is ultimately i need this and i remember i was still doing a home practice when i stood up it was a standing posture and it was like there was a light switch at the top of my head and it just turned on wow and i remember yeah and i remember thinking this is my practice for the rest of my life. Like this is now mine. And it was a really beautiful moment. And after a few years, I said to myself, if I want to get better and I want to, you know, progress, you know, at this point, I really have to find a studio and a teacher that can Put me in the right direction as far as alignment and you know everything else. So I did. I found the first studio um near my house at the time and, and I walked in and you know that was pretty much it. I'm very grateful that it was actually a, a legit studio with legit teachers. Right. Um because now I'm much more advanced and I kind of know a lot more about the space and some studios I'll go to like literally the last yoga class I went to I walked out being like, what the fuck was that?
1: I know what you mean. I
0: I feel bad for people who don't really know and they go and they, that's their baseline. Right. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And I'm sure that someone can get a benefit from it. Right. And I think everything works out well, but I, at a point in my practice, I said to myself, this has helped me so much that, this is my dharma. This is my life's work. Like how much this practice has given to me and how much it has impacted my life. I want to be the vessel through which people experience the same. And I think about it all the time, how I've been doing it for 10 years now, and it's truly my life's work. And it's, you know, the longest, biggest project of my life. And it just makes me really proud and I'm so grateful to have found it at the age of 15. So yeah, it's been quite the journey and it's always changing as everything, you know, in life is, but
1: I'm so, so grateful. That's amazing. Yeah. Just letting that sink in. It sounds like it's really been like a grounding practice for you and something that's allowed you to come back to yourself. And I think in this world that we live in, it's so easy to disassociate from who we are. And yoga is a great way, I know for me, and hopefully for anyone that's listening, to pull back into feeling more grounded. So what does your practice personally, currently look like and feel like for you? And how do you translate that to your students so that you're staying inspired? Totally. That's a great question.
0: So, you know... There are so many different kinds of lineages and limbs of the yoga practice and, and I'm aware I would say of most of them and I've tried most of them but it's always changing right like when I stopped showing up on social media as much I think I was also in a place where I was kind of like almost running away from myself been there you know <laughs> And I think at that point, my practice was becoming tedious to me. It wasn't fun anymore. I wasn't inspired. And that's okay. Like, I think it's so important to have compassion for yourself and to accept yourself for who you are, like today. And, you know, I took some time off, I would say. I mean, not seriously, like, I would still do it here and there. But now, I would say, through the help of, Grounding exercises and rituals like meditation, like journaling, I have been able to kind of come back to who I am, and I mean that's a whole other story on its own. But now my practice consist consists of a lot of breath and a lot of slow movements, especially you know the fact that I work with people who have scoliosis the typical vinyasa class is really not what's recommended for people with injuries, with scoliosis. And the majority of people don't know this because when you have scoliosis, which a lot of people have scoliosis, but they just don't know it.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, I mean, a, a lot, but so people will say, yeah, like you're having injuries, go to yoga class. And what you find most out there is these vinyasa classes that are fast paced That oftentimes the teacher is not aware enough to help someone use their breath in terms to move from different postures, right? It's very like, get up, get down. And um, I am so against that. So now my practice is just a lot slower, whereas I can be in practice for over an hour and only do about five postures. So I guess it could be considered as yin, but it's been so much more intuitive. I've been spending a lot of time just by myself, not even looking at a screen and just really trying to get into my body and get to a place where the connection is there to where I know exactly what I need to do without even like thinking about it in my head, just letting my body process and letting my mind kind of Figure it out and take over, and then you know, um, do that for me. And the way that it's impacted my clients has been amazing because I think the more versatile you are in your teachings, ultimately, the more beneficial it is for your clients, right? And I'm sure you
1: understand what I'm talking about. In that Absolutely,
0: way. so. The journey is never ending, right? That's something I always say when it comes to my yoga practice. Like, I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. I'm sure I've done it in a past life, the way that it came to me so karmically. And I'm sure I'll be doing it in lifetimes after this. So it's just always changing. And um, not to say that I don't love the occasionally fast-paced practice. I do. But um I'm, I'm not really setting any rules or boundaries for myself. I'm just showing up on my mat because right now it feels so good.
1: And yeah, I'm taking it from there. Yeah, I love that. I think it's important that we speak about the craze of the vinyasa and like the craze of the hot yoga. And I've been there too, where like that before I took my 200 hour and when I first started teaching, that's what I thought yoga was. And then I learned more about the philosophies. And I also got to a place mentally where I was very, very burnt out and struggling with depression. And so like a vinyasa is kind of like the worst thing you could do to your body <laughs> if that's what you're going through. And so it took me also to t- like a little bit of time to be like, what do you need? Okay, you need to slow down mentally and physically. And so that led me to like slow flow, yin, yin hatha meditation and it really has shifted my perspective on yoga from this like trendy buzzword thing let's go sweat a lot to okay like let's improve how we feel on a daily basis like you said and like how can we show up on our mats and be honest about like how our bodies and our minds are feeling so it's great that you've been able to Use your practice consistently throughout the years to see how you're feeling and then adjust accordingly and then use that inspiration for your clients who are like, I have scoliosis or whatever it may be like they can't most of us really shouldn't be moving directly into a fast flow.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm working on something that um, I kind of got in a download when I was in my practice. And it's really kind of just the method to how I'm working to bring my body back into alignment. But I wanted to say that I think the reason why these slower flows are right now maybe a little bit less popular is because it's honestly a lot more challenging mentally to show up in this slow space. Agreed you know you're faced with first of all your thoughts that are racing and then to to stay in a posture for longer it requires not only strength but it requires you to know your body so well because what i see a lot of is hyper flexibility or pushing yourself into a place because of an ego or because you you know you're in a class with so many people and this person is doing something that maybe you can't do, but you want to try and you end up enduring yourself. And I know that teachers say like, don't focus on other people, but it's so hard, you know, I mean, especially when you're in a new space and you don't feel so comfortable, you can't help but gauge your practice, you know, based on somebody else's. So when you show up in these slower classes, you have to take into account that you can't just go into a posture like full send It has to be a gradual experience, and that's what ultimately helps you a lot in the long run, but also it's beneficial because it helps you quiet your mind, right? Like you're so much more aware of your breath and where your thoughts are going and where they're coming from, and how can you just say, I hear you, but I'm going to come back to the present moment, and I'm really just going to focus on my breath, and I'm going to focus on the posture and how that's making me feel and what emotions are showing up in my body as a result, right? And, and I think it's normal because we're, we live in such a fast-paced society and, you know, with social media and just how everything is done these days that I think taking time to slow down isn't necessarily as encouraged as it should be.
1: I agree. And I think it's a really great access window to like recovery for your body and your mind. So I think that's great shifting over towards what you mentioned about your dharmic path and for those of you who don't know your dharma within the yoga philosophy is basically like you said your life's purpose i want to talk about purpose a little bit because i know that it's something i've struggled with so much over the years especially in regards to like How I identify and how I speak that identity out into the world, right? Like, I am a personal trainer. I am a yoga instructor. I am a consultant, right? How can we, like, for me, I'm working on letting go of the labels of who I think I am in order to let my purpose kind of come in and call me towards what I need to be doing? And it's very, very hard because it's not always where the money is, it's not always where the most popular thing is it's not really maybe like what your parents would approve of. Right. So how have you been able to move towards your purpose and it feel like actually authentic to you despite challenges or despite, you know, whatever things you might be going through?
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting what you said about labels Um, in that time that I was, I I guess I was going through it. I almost like resented the fact that people know me as the yoga girl or the girl who does the yoga because I felt like I was so much more and I wanted to express that.
1: That's so relatable.
0: <laughs> you know? Because we are. We're, we're such multidimensional beings and we can have so many other interests and things we want to explore. And I don't know. I mean, I think it was more of like a personal thing thing that I resented it because looking at it now I mean who cares right right but, but um I took a step back from that I was doing so many different things just for the fuck of it excuse my language
1: that's fine we're explicit on this show
0: good I just felt like I had so many other gifts that I wanted to kind of explore and that's when i started my podcast and i was selling these really cute candles right i um
1: i love the today. candles by the way sorry to interrupt Thanks. i love the candles no,
0: that's okay. <laughs> i'll uh, i'll send you one yeah sure so the candles are shapes of a woman's body and honestly there isn't like a super crazy story about it i saw them on Line and I thought oh my god this could be so trendy and I think it could be easy to make and I think it really went well with my brand right like, like Islands of Venus to me is about empowerment about femininity about just like the divine expression of who we are um and that's evolved over the years and so I think women have played such a huge role in our society but also have always felt mm, like cover up you know why like we've always been put on such a pedestal and people objectify us but then they also put us down for the same thing and you know it's it's really fucking crazy but to me the candle represented again like just living authentically and not giving a fuck and like loving your body, which is so important. Like even me, when I was younger, we can, we can bring it back to that. I hated my body. And even the journey that I've been on with yoga to me, loving my body, no matter how it looks right. Whether the curve is not completely done or whatever it may be. I think it's just so important to be comfortable in your skin. And so it was really like an empowerment candle, but also like a divine feminine candle. I love it. And Yeah. And so I call it the Venus candle because it just seemed appropriate. But I think ultimately my life's purpose, and I think that this is something that a lot of people can tie their purpose to is how can I support you? How can I help you? Right? Like I think ultimately that's what we're all here for is to connect and work together to help each other be better and feel more love and understand each other. And so no matter what I'm doing, I think that ultimately my purpose is to always just show up in support of however it is you need that. And that was what my podcast was all about. I was um, bringing taboo subjects in and also subjects that are a little bit more accepted by society and just showing different perspectives to people Um, to get them to think a little bit differently or outside their box. And I took some time off from doing that because, again, I, I guess we can say we can call that part of my life the dark night of the soul. I was just going through it. Right. And in the time that I've taken off, I've come to realize that the podcast is actually something that's really important to me. So I look forward to getting that back up and running, but right now I'm just kind of focused on different things. And I think that when people grow up as children with not a lot of discipline, um, it's really hard. It's really easy for them to go in every which direction to kind of try to find that purpose and try to find what fits and, I think the bigger question you have to ask yourself is like, why are you doing this? Like what's really important to you? And I think a lot of people search for that validation without even knowing it because we just want to be accepted by our peers, by the people around us. Right. And so we're set into that loop of how can I be validated? And yeah, I just took a step back and I said like, who am I? Do I even love myself? Like, what am I doing all this for? So, I think it's okay to try different things and see what works for you. And I think it's okay to stop, right? Like you're not a quitter if something doesn't feed your fire anymore. You, as long as you continue, <laughs> as long as you continue to create, and even if you take some time off of that, just to nurture your soul, like that's okay. I think the the most important thing is like, being okay in your own mind and in your own skin and when you feel supported by the universe because you are supporting yourself that's when you can come in as a clear channel and really create for the fact of creating and for love rather than for what can I do to be validated what can I do so that people think I'm this and that and that right you fill in the blanks so just keep just keep going keep doing what you love
1: Yeah. And I think it's great to think about how that evolves over time. And especially I feel like we're coming into a new wave in society where like, you know, my parents, for example, are like, you get a job and then you stay at said job for 20 years. And then maybe you go to some other job and then you retire. And like our millennial lives, you and I are very similar in age. That's not the way we work. So if we connect that back to our purpose, it's like, It's okay to be like, this isn't serving me anymore. And I'm going to start over with something else because, like you said, you have so many gifts to offer the world. And that's where, when we like tap into our purpose and our soul's alignment of like, why did we come here? Because we're here for a reason. It allows us to be honest with ourselves, even when it's not a popular thing. And so, I think if anyone out there is like, Maybe you've spent, I always say like you bark up this tree for however long and then maybe you get to the top of the tree, you've climbed the tree and you're like, this isn't the right tree. Like, I I know that's personally what I'm going through with personal training. Like, I I don't really want to be personal training at all anymore. And so I'm completely shifting my business. Like, I hired trainers. They're going to take my clients. And I'm going to focus on other things. And like, even saying that out loud right now is like really hard for me because I'm like, that was your purpose. That was your title. That was your identity. But that's not (laughs) what I want to be doing anymore. And so, allowing yourself to be honest with where you're at with your purpose and then giving yourself time to like explore your other gifts is so important. So, I think that that's really inspiring for anyone who might be looking to make a shift. And yeah, it's, it's a big one.
0: I want to say congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. It's, and I, and I get that because it must be so tough. Like you have been in this container for so long and to even think of yourself outside of it is like questioning who am I right? And I mean, I applaud you because it's tough and not a lot of people do that. And I think coming back to what you were like saying with the times, I mean, the times are definitely changing. And, you know, even like when I was growing up in the Ukraine, my family and the the people, my grandparents who raised my parents, they were in a war ridden country, right? They weren't thinking about feelings. They were thinking about how can I grow this potato so that my children don't die? Survival. (laughs) Survival. Right. And there's like this Maslow hierarchy of needs. I was talking about it last night with my girlfriend and you need the, like you need first to feel secure so that you can then have these like higher states of being where like you care about emotion. And I'm totally butchering this hierarchy right now, but
1: I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, then we came into a time where things were maybe a little bit more civilized and people thought, okay, well you, this was the status quo because at the end of the day, like someone told this to us, it's not like we came up with it on our own. There are structures that are being played out that are showing us how to live our lives. And so my mom even tells me now, well, if you had gotten to college and gotten an education, you wouldn't be in this situation. And I'm like, mom, You know, I understand that you just want me to be good, but this was my path and I'm not upset at the way that it turned out. And I think where we are now is so many people are breaking out of that status quo and they're understanding that there's so much more to life than just getting a job and buying a house and then getting married and having a family, right? Like totally. We're so dynamic and all of our expressions and we should be allowed to express that and the culture that we are in now I think truly allows us to do that and even with COVID like so many people changed their jobs and you know started like something completely different which is incredible right like you you need that time to just be with yourself and explore the things you love. And that's, I think what it really gave to us. And so even though there are all these like insane restrictions and and things that are being talked about now, I had this thought the other day, like, I truly think that this is like a raising in our consciousness because we are able to think like on a different level. And I think we are thinking a little bit more freely now rather than group think. And I agree. I don't, I don't want to get into the whole like vaccination or COVID thing, but at the end of the day, like, I think truly it, it brought us to a point where we're allowed to, I don't know, just like consider why we think what we think, you know, and that's extremely important.
1: Yeah. I think that's a huge one. And I think for a lot of people, it almost took all of us collectively to like a breaking point where we had to be like, what the fuck are we going to do, right? Like, personally, within our communities, within our families, within our relationships. And then it was like, (laughs) bursting everything open. And then now it's like, let's talk about, okay, how can we gain clarity based on what we've been through? And how can we shift in the ways that we need to shift in order to live our lives in a very, like, elevated and conscious way. So I want to talk to you about with all of the things, you know, we, we both like have a lot of passions and things we want to do. And I know for me, sometimes I get overwhelmed. So on the flip side of like being flexible with our purpose and being flexible with like how we show up in the world and following these different paths, how do you like have mental clarity about what you want to be doing on a daily basis and how does that align with like your long-term goals yeah before i get
0: into that i just want to say i think from these times people understood just how resilient they are right like to be able to bounce back and even greater i think that was such a big deal and i think that's why it's just like a more it's just a better environment now is the resilience people see how strong we are but moving on to your question I think when I was in that space where I was doing all these things, craving validation from outside sources, my attention was everywhere. And you always hear people say, like, you need to focus on one thing in order to have greater results than, let's say, average, right? Agreed. And. I think that I had such a tough time doing that because maybe I didn't know exactly what it was. I didn't have that clarity because again, when you seek validation from outside sources, they can't give you your clarity. It's a very like surface level thing. When you take a step back Mm. and you ask yourself what's important to you, that's where that clarity comes from. (laughs) And so when I stopped doing the social media and I kind of took a step back from my projects, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And I literally prayed to God. I was like, God, show me what I need to do right now. I think I was just like at a tipping point, you know? And the very next day I got the sign.
1: (laughs) Yes. He was like, he, she, they was like here.
0: Yeah. No, literally. And um, I don't really want to go into how that transpired, but I found a profession, I would say, that allows me to be financially abundant and have freedom of location. And in that moment, I felt a lot of stability coming through because again, I didn't have a lot of discipline when I was a child. So it was like, almost a lot harder for me to self-regulate and like slow down. And that's why my attention was kind of everywhere, you know? Right. And for the first time in my life, I said to myself, I just want to have security. I just want a stable foundation, right? Because I thought to myself, once I have this stable foundation, I can then create from a place of joy and love and not, what do I what's my next thing so that people can think I'm all
1: that and fucking some cookies I don't know I don't right or like yeah like looking for like instead of listening to your internal thing being like okay well like if I do this then everyone's gonna be like stoked for me and validate me and I've totally been there too where I like follow kind of the external voices instead of honing into the internal
0: yeah, and it was tough for me too because I was I right before this I was working with a marketing coach to develop my social media presence mm. as a yoga instructor, but I knew that I mean, at first I was really excited because I love challenging myself and I love learning and I love growing. But then it kind of like really wasn't showing up how I thought it would. And I would say that a part of that was me. There was definitely like some hesitation. And I think that was because in my soul, I knew that I didn't want to be tied down to living in one city. And when you have clients one-on-one, especially when you work with scoliosis, it's not something you can do on a Zoom call, you know, like if you're doing group fitness, it works. Sure work it. But with scoliosis, it's like every client that I work with, they have such a individual practice to what they need. And so that just wasn't something that was possible. And I've always had this like sense of wanderlust where I'm like, I just need to explore every crevice of this earth. And so this new field that I was going into, it allowed me the, the freedom of location that I always really craved. And also, I was in the time where I was like, I just want to take a step back from yoga. I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, I don't. I just didn't want to think about it. It was, it was like an identity crisis almost. I don't know. (laughs) Feel you. It was deep. (laughs) And um, so, in that moment, it was really important for me. It was. It was an online program, and I'm, I'm almost done with it, and it's been really cool. And it was an online program, and I never finished college i went to an art school for college but i was really young and i was just doing it again to like escape something so for me these online classes they were like very challenging because i don't know if you know but like when you're in college you have a certain time that you need to show up you have peers around you that are in the same space so like the conversation allows for you know, more of that. Right. And when you are doing something online, you are your own motivator. You're your own everything. And so I said to myself, I really want to do this for the foundation, for the security that I crave. And so I need to take a step back from everything else that I'm doing and just focus on this. And I think a lot of people get kind of choked up with that. Like, if I were in a different space, I would say to myself, what are people going to think if I'm going to stop doing this, that, and that, you know? But I said to myself, like, for the first time in my life, I think this is such a mature decision that I'm making. I'm just going to hone in and focus on that and really double down. And once I'm done, I can then resume all of my extra Hobbies and, and passions, right? And now I'm in a space where I'm still doing that and I'm still primarily honing in on that, but I have come back to my yoga practice in a really beautiful way. And I'm learning how to mix those two and work them together. I think time management is something that's super important and hasn't really come easily to me. And so I'm working on that. I'm learning to self manage, which is such a gift. Like when you understand how you use your time, like everything becomes so clear and then you're able to see, well, what are my priorities and are my priorities matching up to how I'm spending my time? Right. And I think that's really the key to being someone who achieves a lot more is understanding what is important to you and then how can you integrate that into your day to day? And so, yeah, I think really honing in on what is important to you in that moment and then just like time managing, you know?
1: Absolutely. And that's something that I've always loved and been really passionate about with goal setting and like gaining clarity is like, okay, you have the vision and you have the idea. And now like, let's get serious and let's look at what that means on a day-to-day basis as opposed to just like flailing around and like spiraling because you're like, I have so many things to do, et cetera, et cetera. So good for you for like, honoring that you want to feel that secure stability and then just being like this is what i'm doing and then i will resume other things when i am ready and that's totally totally okay so good for you
0: i think you know uh Thank you. I think a big part of that was being off social media and not really like thinking about what other people are doing. Right. Because it's so easy to compare. But when you take a step back, you're like, what am I comparing? Like it's it's literally night and day. Like it doesn't matter what other people are doing. Like focus on your passions and gaining clarity of your purpose and understanding what you need to do in that moment to show up as your best self and when you are constantly on social media it's a lot harder because again it's like all these external things that take away your focus Mm -hmm. and deep focus i've learned is one of the most important things right like even this spiritual text that i'm reading now it's like oh actually it wasn't that book it was um i was listening to the way of the superior man and it was saying like when you're doing something be in it fully and wholeheartedly like Sometimes I'll journal, but I'll also have a video on, and I'm like, what am I doing? I can't have two different, like, attentions, you know, have my attention in two different places. Like, it just doesn't work. So, showing up fully in the present moment to whatever you're doing is like super important. And again, putting when you're doing some work, put your electronics in the other room. When you focus on something so deeply, the work that you end up creating is. So much greater, and you're able to accomplish things a lot faster, and so that's also been something that i've been working on because i've been so easily distracted and passed by everything else going on
1: that's that's great it's a great lesson for anyone who struggles with attention, and I know I do i have ADhd i'm not medicated, so it's been a lot of meditation and focus and putting the electronics away, like you said. Um, I want to wrap up with um just asking you, are there any quotes or any like sayings that bring you inspiration or that help you stay true to yourself? And what would that be? And can you tell us and and the audience so that we can leave with some, some further inspiration from you, Anastasia?
0: I can't think of any quotes, but I was thinking about something that I wanted to share that does inspire me. And that is people who really own their truth right like especially in this environment we are pitted against one another for our beliefs and the people i see on social media that are showing up authentically and aren't afraid to express themselves are what motivate me now there's another coin to that which is the spread of misinformation, which is super painful for me, right? Because it's so easy to believe something that you see online. And so I think my words of advice would be to encourage people to do their own research, right? So one thing that I'm noticing on social media right now, and this is relating to Today, and what's happening in the current climate is like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of people are saying that it was really incorrect of the justice system. And I'm not here to talk about that, but the meme, or not meme, but like an informative infographic that's showing up on social media is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is taking your attention away from Ghislaine Maxwell's trial because she went on trial now and there's no representation of what's going on. And when I saw that first, I was really interested by that. So I decided to do some research myself because I was like, this is true. This is fucked up. And I believe it. Right. And so what I found was that Yes, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is happening, but they're not releasing any statements till after Thanksgiving. And so I just saw like how dangerous it could be for people to be like, oh, wow, like, you know, what's going on here it's just so easy to get into a spiral of anything. So I, would, I really applaud the people who are standing up in their sovereignty and in their truth and speaking up on what they believe. But I would also encourage people to do their own research. And if something strikes a note with you that you see online, I would really encourage you to dig deeper and do the research for yourself. Because if you don't, it's just so easy to get lost in this trap of misinformation which i think is extremely detrimental to our society so i'll leave you with that
1: i love that ending on a slightly pivoted note but um yeah staying in our truth and taking the time to educate ourselves as opposed to letting others educate us with what might not be the most correct or pertinent information so Wow. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Anastasia. It's been a pleasure and very inspiring for me personally and hopefully for everyone listening.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This was great. I loved it.
1: Cool. If you want to check out Anastasia on Instagram, she's at Island of Venus. Is that correct?
0: Islands of Venus. So like multiple islands.
1: Okay, perfect. And um, yeah, check out the candle too, because damn, it's a sexy candle. I will tell you that much. That's
0: what everybody says they just say it's a sexy candle and you know what i don't have a problem with that
1: like lighting that thing up for a romantic evening and it's like dripping in the corner the nice the nice ambiance i love it
0: it actually drips really well i mean (gasps) it's very sexy and it smells amazing so thank you so much
1: all right anastasia we will talk to you later thank you so so much for coming on to the show
0: thank you
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Wholehearted Glow podcast today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to write a review. I would love, 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 love to hear from you. And if you would like to connect on Instagram, I am at wholehearted underscore glow. Lots of daily shenanigans going on there, but also like real life stuff, coaching stuff, fitness stuff. So anything you need, that is the place to contact me directly. And I will speak with you soon. Bye.